Well, good evening, race fans of the internet. Welcome back to the uh, the Talking Dirt podcast here, episode number 21, and a, kind of a, an, a, dis, a dismal weekend, a dismal week of racing so far, but we got a little bit to talk about, and we'll get into it on this episode, plus uh, some updates for the future, some other stuff that we are, have got going on. Of course, I am your regular host, Mr. Ryan Williams, joining me again, the co-host of the Talking Dirt podcast, the the uh, the second fastest guy from Marion, South Carolina, the big papa of the podcast, the co-host of Talking Dirt, Mister Matt Bridgen. Matt, how we doing this week, buddy? I ain't gonna lie, my darn truck broke down again, but it's back running, so it's, it's looking up. Man, looking I got up. A, I got in mind uh, today, and something crazy come across the screen that I had never uh, never seen before, and it, it was like. Um, <laughs> it pops up calibration, uh, go in circles slowly. And I sat there and I looked at it and I said, what in the Hannah is this thing talking about? And for your GPS. I, I, well, no, it was for the, um, oh, the, for the, uh, compass. The compass. It was yeah. for the compass. Yeah. It was for compass. the compass. That's I got it at 250. Yeah, and I, same just, thing, I sat GPS. there and looked at it and I said, turn in a circle. So, so what'd you do? Turn your steering wheel? <laughs> I did. And so I, t- I turned the steering wheel a couple times, and I said, well, "What the hell's going on here?" And so I just I just started driving. I didn't know if like something was up with the motor or or whatnot. I started driving. I was worried, and then all of a sudden I realized. Oh, I Lord. said, I, "It's not telling me what direction I'm going." And then I figured it out. Uh, and so I got home. I did a couple of donuts, and it, it fixed itself. And and so that that was all all well and good, but that uh that uh kind of shocked me for a second. Some other updates we got going on. Uh, the place I've been past couple of days, uh, old Wicked Fabrication. Mister Banjo Duke has uh, begun a, a new career this time uh, in the racing world, uh, as he is going to be building and fixing and doing bodies for and all kind of stuff. Uh, street stocks, late models, whatever uh, jobs people have for me. Actually, did a. Uh, or a cage on a like an an ATV a side by side not too long ago a UTV excuse me a side by side and uh, it looked absolutely bad to the bone. David's freaking yeah, a I, master. I saw a picture of it. It looked really yeah. good. David David is the master with this kind of stuff, man. Tubing, roll bars, uh, sheet metal, uh, and just building race cars because he's getting back into it. hadn't hadn't really built a race car since he was you know with Ronnie Howell. Uh, back in the early teens, uh, mid-teens, um, and then he was, you know, he did a couple on his own, like, uh, he used to build the little mini stock cars and, and uh, you know, four-cylinder, the front-wheel drive cars and all that, but uh, getting back into the street stock stuff, and I remember uh, the last couple that he built uh, with Ronnie Howell, um, one of them went to, oh gosh, who'd it go to? Mosley, it went to Ronnie Mosley. Uh, for him and Travis to drive, and then they sold that one to Brandon White, and I believe Brandon won the first two of those. Um, you, Matt, you remember those big, uh, the big street stock races at Carolina uh, that are actually still going on, but the the BAM something or another. What's that called? Uh, honestly, the I don't street really stock know. Royale, I think. Yeah, I don't know nothing about Carolina. Yeah, really. but uh, Brandon White had one of those uh, Banjo Duke race cars and. He won those, so David's kind of stepping back into that atmosphere and seeing, you know, what he what he's got as far as building cars now. And uh, I'm re- dude, I'm really excited for this because we've seen, you know, what his work's done with the uh, 
with Robbie's car and then, you know, some other stuff that he's had go on. Uh, fixing up cars for people, putting new bodies on cars for people, putting, you know, a new roll cage in for people if they need it. So now that he's doing that yeah, full time. If I can get to where my truck isn't breaking down on me all the time, I'm a, uh, I'll, I'll get him to do the body for next season. Hey, man, we will we'll be happy to do it for you, I promise. Uh, of course, I, I hope out a little bit, and I've, I've been filming again for him. I got a, a YouTube upload I got to try and get up tomorrow, hopefully, uh, for, for Wicked Fab. Uh, of course, I hadn't, unfortunately, hadn't done anything with that in, you know, a few months now, and before that, it was a few months beforehand, but y'all, I've just been, I mean, we've been so busy all, all year long. Um, it's hard to run a YouTube channel. It's hard to run a YouTube channel while having a hard. full-time 50-hour-a-week job on top of helping run a racetrack, on top of David having a kid, on top of everybody else being yeah. super busy. So, yeah, it's... Like, uh, it's. I, I'm not going to lie. I went, when I was in Charlotte this year, I went and... um. Obviously, I'm a big Hunt the Front fan, so I had to go see and talk to them. I talked to Jesse and Jordan. They right. were, um, I don't know where Jose, Joseph and Jesse, uh, Joseph and Jonathan and, and Joshua Jonathan. and all them were. But anyways, I talked to Jesse and Jordan, and, they, um, and I told them, I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't know how Jonathan did it for as long as he did when he was by himself because I, you know, I've tried it. Two or three right. times, and it's just, it's just, it's a lot to keep. It's more than you think. It's a lot to keep up oh, with. So, no, it is a lot of work. Even, even it. you know, for me, not driving, just doing those videos and being at the track with David, and you know, instead of watching it as as a race fan for him, I'm sitting here trying to film the race, and it it, it was kind of difficult for a little while, but uh, I'm I'm ready to to do it again while we have this little break from Sumter. I think we'll be in. At Carolina in a couple of weeks, um, and then hopefully some some stuff after that before Sumter gets back going. But yeah, Sumter won't be back, Matt, until what uh, we come back October eighth uh, for the Gibbons Memorial with the Carolina Clash. I was I don't know who that was calling us there. I got a, a, a random Discord call, but other than that, uh, yeah, Sumter's back October the eighth. Uh, hopefully, Matt's able to get his uh, his car back by then, and he might uh, enter into the field there, but. Speaking of the Jordan, yeah, talking was, about Matt. that, that was that's one race. That's one of the main races I wanted to attend to this year. Um, right, but <sighs> finances are getting a little bit in the way. Not gonna lie, but you know we're gonna we're gonna try and try to get it up there here in a you know within the next two to three weeks. Hopefully, I'm hoping for it. Um, like I said, obviously I want to make that race. An, an, another thing I heard. Is that these late model chassis? They they tend to somehow slow down. I don't I don't know how this right. works, but they tend to slow down as older they get. I know I don't know what it is for blue grays, but I know XR ones. They say after about a hundred races, it starts getting slower. You start I've never, chasing I've never the heard handling. That. Yeah, yeah. Because um, somebody was telling me the story about this. You know, the one dude, this one guy, um. It was a it was another XR1 chassis, I believe. Uh -huh. He said he mid pack. You know he used to run up front. Now he's mid pack. He uh, goes and gets the front reclip updated and all that stuff. And first race out, he goes and wins a big one. Right. So I don't know. 
Well, that's that's kind of interesting though. But uh, that's you know, I want to I want to get it back and test it out that night. I that is my goal right now. Well, I if I were you, I'd, ho- I'd hopefully test it out. I'd hopefully test it out a little bit beforehand and, and give her a crack on that Gibbons Memorial night. But uh, something pretty cool that I'm seeing here. Um, of course, Eldora is going on as we're recording the uh, the rerun of the Dirtlink Model Dream. Um, but Matt, uh, one of those guys that I put in my uh, top ten list, he won uh, the second uh, of the I believe it's the never won an Eldora feature before races or whatever it is. Uh, and Mike Marler, uh, Mike Marler just won one of those. But the, the one of the guys you're talking about, uh, Joseph Joyner, was in that one. I think he finished uh, fourth. So yeah, Dirt Lake Model Dream coming up, Matt. We made picks uh, back in June, but uh, let's see here. We're I don't even it. remember. It starts in just a minute. I know, I know, I know, I know. That's what I'm going to say. We're going to make three new picks for the Dirt Lake Model Dream. And remember, I believe the field's already set, already frozen from what they were running. Um. But I mean, if you got three guys in mind who could win this thing, go ahead and give me your three first, and then I'll come up with three as well. Let's see. I'm gonna go to. Um, you gonna pull go up to the Eldora page here? Yeah. Well, I was gonna pull up Hot Labs, but Eldora page probably would be a little. Yeah, bit they smarter. they most likely have the. Um, I believe they have the actual order that we're restarting from here, and uh, I'm gonna. Yeah. Pull what that up um? Real quick. How how did they figure out how we're doing the? Doing the um right the finishing it out is everybody there that was there earlier this year? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So the way they're gonna restart is, I believe, Hudson O'Neill, uh, Hudson O'Neill to the first position. So it looks like it's gonna be O'Neill, uh, 17, which I believe is uh Dale McDowell. Carson Ferguson was running third when the uh the rain started back in June. He'll be he'll roll off third. Then it's Chris Madden, Chris Ferguson, Brandon Overton, Kyle Strickler. Uh, 91 car, I believe Tyler Erb, um, 39 Tim McCready, and then running up the top 10 was the one, which is uh, Brandon Shepard. So if you got a pick out of any of those guys, uh, we'll just do out of the top 10 here because the rest of them, I believe. I don't even see the list you're looking at. It's about the third post that they made, I believe. Three hours ago? Yeah. No, two hours yeah. ago, and it's with the uh, with, with the yellow top on it, and it says a feature at the bottom right, and that's how they're going to restart here. But I really, I really want to see Carson Ferguson come away with this one um, again, restarting third. And I believe they're going to race like seventy five laps, s- maybe. Send me a screenshot because I still don't see it. Oh boy, come on, Matt, get with the program here. Trying to run a clean, smooth program for these people on a. Uh, on a Thursday afternoon or evening, whatever time they're listening to this one. I can't help. I can't see it. You're just blind, Matt. I'm sending you a pair of glasses in the mail as well. And by the way, Matt, you were at, um, just off topic here while you look at that list, you were at Darlington this past weekend. It, was that a, another good experience? Because I, I know you've, you've been going for, you know, years and years and years at this point. But how did this weekend uh, stack up with uh, some of the better Darlingtons you've been to? Um... You know, it was always fun. You, we had the see back in the spring race. You didn't have the Josh Brandon band playing on that uh, after the Xfinity race, but this time you did, and it was it was a ball. You know, the race on Saturday night. Well, the race on Sunday, it was okay. It was it wasn't it was pretty single file. Not gonna right. lie. Um, I remember I sent you a Snapchat. I sent a train emoji 
And literally, there was nobody side by side through the entire field going through three and four. Sure, yeah, you're going to have that at Darlington. A place as tough as Darlington, you're going to have that. I didn't have it Saturday night. Saturday night, dude, that race was awesome. We went up to the stands and watched it. And man, let me tell you what, after the rain delay, I was watching old old buddy Kyle Larson. Uh He, um, he started in the back. He had a, a, a lucky dog or whatever. I called it a wave around because that's I racing. But right, he got he got his uh, back on the lead lap, and the green flag drops, and he just he starts passing cars. And I'm like, I, I got another buddy named Ryan that was up there with me. <laughs> I kept nudge, I kept nudging him. I was like, it went from me nudging him and saying, Oh, he passed another car. Okay. Uh, he passed another car. So, I mean, he was just, he was moving in the whole race. Everybody was che- cheering on uh, Noah Gregson trying to get back in the lead. But Kyle Larson was making a, um, I think it was a pass for like sixth or fifth. And man, oh, it was, it was, it was awesome to watch. As probably, other than the, the Kurt Busch, Ricky Craven race, that, has to be the best race at Darlington that I've ever seen. What was the uh, what was the finish of that one? I don't remember. I oh man, Noah Gregson won. Yeah, I, I, I know, know that. But were he and Lar- Larson side by side there at the finish? Yeah, they the the, the top three absolutely smacked in the wall. It was, it was it was the number twenty one. It was either two or tw- I think it was two. It was the right. number two. Uh, then it was Noah Gregson, and then it was uh Kyle Larson. Right, and they went into turn three, and all three of them slammed into the wall. And Noah Gregson ended up winning after that. I don't, I don't know where everybody else finished. It was, it was just a melee at that point. Ooh, yeah, that, but Noah Gregson, of... another one that I like. I like Noah Gregson. He um, he's got a lot of potential. Yeah, he does, and and he's dominating the the. I still call it the Bush series. I think it's Xfinity. I'm not sure. But right. dominating that. I'm ready to see him in, in a cup ride. But he um he has a tradition where he does a burnout all the way from pit road into victory lane. Right. Man had a flat tire. And I was standing right there. I don't know if you saw the video on my Snapchat. But I was standing right there. Man had a flat left rear tire and just did a burnout like fifty two. 200 people standing around there, but he, he got an angle just perfect to drive it straight or do a straight burnout in. That, that was, that was fun to watch. He's yeah, a young man. kid with a lot of energy. I like it. Yeah, he really is. There's a lot of young guys in that, in that series right now. And even uh, the truck series, you talk about like your Ben Rhodes and, and other young guys like that, that still have a ways to come up. It's, it's going to be interesting to see the next wave of NASCAR once oh. you know your your older guys, uh, Harvick's, Truex's, and the likes retire. Is ooh big wreck at Eldora. Oh, big wreck at Eldora right now. If uh, y'all are watching that race, uh, <laughs> while you're watching this, you're going to see it. But um, listening, listen, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> that's all. That's all we've been getting you since we started this. What up, what up, Matt? Sunday it was. Super hot, I yes, dude. Sir. I stayed under the tent the whole time. I took about three or four naps. Man, uh-huh. it was hot. But I was, I was watching. They got into stage three. I fell asleep. Woke up, and uh, Eric Jones was the winner. His second uh, Darlington. Oh yeah, win. that was. Let's see. Yeah, second Darlington. Yeah, second Darlington win because I went to his last win. I think it was fifth. 
55 years or somewhere around that to the day that it, it was the last time of 43's been in victory lane at Darlington. Yeah, which is crazy to me that Richard Petty that's, never That's pretty cool. That Richard Petty never wanted Darlington in 55 years. Any? That that's what I'm saying cuz unless he was driving a different number than the 43. But All right. All has right. it really uh, been 55 years since Richard Petty won at Darlington? Well, yeah, that's yeah. I'm looking it, it said the 43. It didn't say it didn't say Richard Petty would, but I'm assuming that long ago it was. Well, but, I but I'm I'm gonna throw out a little bit of NASCAR controversy here. Right. Okay. People call Richard Petty the king. Yes. But my all time number one NASCAR driver, in my opinion, never ran a full season. So that's why he don't have the stats that Richard Petty has. Old David Pearson. If he were to run as many full seasons as Richard Petty did, All right. Richard Petty would definitely not be the king. I'm just, I'm just saying. I, uh, I, I kind David of agree Pearson, with you there. David Pearson is the greatest man to ever set foot in a NASCAR race. And just to confirm, yeah, Richard Petty's last, uh, last trip to Victor Land at Darlington, September 4th, 1967. Yeah, that's pretty so cool. It was 55 cool. years to the day. They were correct about that. Last I don't time think he was, was uh, 1992, started 31st, finished 20th. I don't think he was in victory lane. Uh, my dad said something about it, but I said, Dad, I I don't blame him yet. Yeah, he was. He's an, Oh, he was? He should have oh, okay. been. He was, he was on top of the pit box. Or he uh, he started the day by watching from atop the uh, the Petty GMS, the, the stacker trailer. And oh. then he come down and he was on the pit box for the race, yeah. Speaking of uh, pits... I got lucky, and uh, one of the friends I was there with, uh, they had hot passes. I've never had, I mean, I've been in the garage, I've been in the pits, I've never had hot passes to where I could right. go in during the race, which was absolutely cool to, to, to be in there. I saw, you know, a couple restarts. Kyle Larson, when he spun out and turned forward, I was standing right there in the pits where that happened. Right. I mean, it was it was pretty cool. And fun fact. So you used to with the old style wheels, they would give out lug nuts. Yeah. So I I had to stop and ask one of the pit crew guys. I said, I'm assuming y'all y'all aren't giving these uh new lug nuts away like y'all did the old ones, are you? Right. He said he he laughed and said, No. He said he said we uh just use them up or we uh clean them up and reuse them. Yeah. He said, get guess how much they cost per lug nut. Per lug nut? Her uh, they're, they're specially fabricated and and formulated for NASCAR. So I'm gonna go yeah. somewhere around four hundred and sixty dollars per lug nut. Nice. Well, he, all he told me was a couple hundred, but couple still, hundred. that could be four hundred. <laughs> Some people's couple is longer than my couple. It Dang, could be a couple is two, a few is three. Yeah, yeah, could be, sir. Could be. Well, yeah, probably but two still, or three, but still, that's that a lot is, of money for a lug that nut. That is wild. At l- at least two hundred dollars per lug nut. That that's for crazy. one. Bro, that that's is crazy. That that is so crazy. How about your boy uh, Dalton Wilson outside pole for uh, this third of the uh, the non the non qualifier winter races, whatever they called it, Eldora. That's pretty cool. That's my pick uh, for this race. That's your pick for this race. I'll take Ashton Winger <laughs> then. Ashton Winger's inside or number two. But um. Gosh, we were on a topic there for a second. We got way off of it. Yeah. 
Um, so we're going to move on with the program here. Uh, Matt, of course, you were you were at Darlington. Um, I was not. I was, you know, spending some some family time, but still keeping a close eye over on uh, Lakeview. They had a two day show, and on Friday night it was uh, a couple of couple of mains for the um, the junior sprints. Um, uh-huh. They also had uh, your heat races for uh, stock V eight and uh, the street stock class. Which were, I believe, both running for thirty five hundred to win, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, on Friday night, uh, David uh, qualified, I believe, third overall, maybe second or third overall, and he went out and uh, and lost his heat race. Uh, not by much, though. He he just barely uh, got uh, got passed up by uh, Austin Rodonis, and uh, Austin was able to hold him off and uh-huh. ended up. Her. Uh, what did that one? What'd you hear? That that was the best race of the night. On Friday night, it was. It was a tremendous race. You know, David would show the nose. Austin would shut him down. And then, you know, later in the uh, the next night, street stocks were the best race again because of a couple of people that I'm talking about right now. Austin was great. David was great. Patrick Lyon showed up, dominated heat race, his heat race on Friday night. Uh, Cameron Holloway had a great showing on Friday night, won a heat race. Uh, and then Stock V8 from the jump, Matt, was dominated by Rocky Gasqui, of course, on uh, Friday night. He won the first heat race. And... Let's see here. Who took victory for the second heat race in the Stock V8 class? Qualifying night, Stock V8 heat race number one was Jaden Locklear. So the second heat race. No, actually, Rocky finished second in the heat race. Tom Lovett uh, won that heat race. And then Street Stock Heats, uh, Cameron Norse, the fourth one heat race number one over Holloway and Caples. Uh, Austin Rodonis beat Banjo by... Uh, about a second after, um, so so here's what happened, Matt. If you didn't see it, um, David challenged Austin for a while. Uh, got into turns three and four. Thought there was room. Threw a slide job, cleared Austin, but wasn't quite set. Austin gave him a little bit of a love tap, and uh, David just couldn't hold it and spun out, coming out of turn number four. And then you know, obviously, posts were made on Facebook. Somebody posted, uh, "Slide job city is closed tonight," unfortunately, or something ridiculous like that but um <laughs> i thought i thought it was pretty funny man i laughed my tail off of that i thought it was hilarious um but you see the hashtag but have you seen how big the dog also is on the top of that car uh i've seen that's the car a, but i haven't that's all that's all bit now it's a it's a running joke with uh with their circle and i kind of picked up on that that that, that minute the dog on the top of that car that's a big dog but um, <laughs> the dog in that car, too, he's got some bite in him as well. And Austin showed it on Friday night, winning his heat race. Heat race number three was obviously Patrick Lyon, the 01 car. Uh, one of your furthest travelers for this race. He took victory over Paget and Tothro, the top three in that one. And then Matt uh, Jr. Sprints would race their main event. And let's see here, uh, Clay Blackwell, which I'm assuming is Chris Blackwell's son, maybe? Yeah, I think so. So Chris Blackwell's son, uh, and your little cousin—that's uh, that's Nathan Cumbie, right? No, uh, Lane Gerald. Lane Gerald. Let's see where Lane finished. Didn't rate. Yep, Lane finished ninth. Why do I know the name Nathan Cumbie? Anyways, Nathan finishes in the second spot. Cameron Dove finishes third there in Junior Sprint main event from Friday night of the second annual Jason Jackson Winkler Memorial. Um, Matt, was this a race that 
last year they just ran these classes as well. Didn't run uh, didn't run late models or anything for this race last year. I don't remember. I'm sure they didn't though. Well, um, I feel I do feel like this is like the first event of the seat, like the first big Lakeview event of the season that they didn't uh, that they didn't run a uh, a late model race. So that's kind of interesting in my. I know opinion. they it do is. that at least once every year. Right. Not hey man, sure. hey, look at Eldora, your boy, my boy, going at it right now, buddy, for the lead. Dalton Wilson trying to hold off uh, Ashton Winger, seven laps to go over at Eldora. But uh, back to this one, uh, Stock V8 main event was the first one out, and Matt, did you see this? Absolute domination. Rocky Gasby wins by 12 and a half seconds, Matt. 12 hmm. and a half. Nobody could touch him at all, man. This this guy had oh gosh what is that at least a straightaway and a half at Lakeview wouldn't you think eight I think stock V eight there runs like twenty one second laps so yeah about half a lap yeah about half a lap in front of everybody dude Rocky is lightning quick a little over and half that, a lap yeah that that one eighty seven Joe Stubbs got that thing on a rail son I tell you that um. Ooh, wow, what a move. Is There's a slide job for the lead at Eldora. Uh, Chucky Nicholson, Jaden Locklear, Chip Fanoff, Blaze Bryant round out the top five in that one. Uh, Super Street ran their main event up next. Hunter Denny uh, beats out Ron Pope and Luke Owens for the top three in Super Street. Cruiser Street stock main event. Now, this one uh, was the race of the night, Matt. I'll say that 100%. As uh, Banjo started in the fourth spot, you had... Uh, Austin Rodonis up there. Patrick Lyon was, I believe, out or started third. I'll see here. No, Patrick Lyon, yeah, started what? He's heat race number three, so he starts third. Man, I can't do math. Anyways, so Patrick <laughs> Lyon ends up winning. This I can't race, talk. But... You can't do math. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, for a while, Banjo was stuck behind. Um, it was stuck in fourth behind. I believe. I believe Cameron was right in front of him. And then it was Austin, and Austin ran a great race. Um, raced everybody clean, but David started making moves, passing people on the high side, getting to the inside, throwing little slide jobs. It, it was working tremendously, and at this time, Patrick Lyon was ahead by about, I don't know, seven, eight car lengths. And David finally got the second spot away from Austin and started the, the reel-in process and got all the way to his back bumper, Matt, with two laps to go. And the caution comes out, and by that point, David had the uh, David had the motor set on fry cook mode, where it was probably mm. you know two eighty, two ninety, and Ooh. he was uh, yeah, it was it was up there, son. I, uh, long story short, they had to take the motor back to the doctor uh, to get checked out after that one. But um, so if he if the caution hadn't come out, he'd he have stayed in it. Oh, he yeah, one hundred percent, yeah. If the car yeah. now that's what that's what kind of you know ruined it because when the uh, when the caution came out, he backed off of it a little bit, and then, you know, the, the temperature rose a little bit more. Yeah, he realized it, exactly what happened. It's weird when whenever you either, like, slow it down, cut it off, whatever, it gets it gets hotter. Exactly, yeah, it, yeah, it gets I, hotter. And I'm no mechanic. I don't know how none of this stuff works. I just look at a bolt, and I take a wrench, and I turn it. Hey, you you <laughs> and me both, buddy. I am absolutely no mechanic, but... um. Yeah, so he, he runs it hot there, pulls off with two laps remaining. Let's see, Dalton, yeah, Dalton, Dalton Ray Hodge sending me a text message 
<laughs> just now saying, uh, I hope you was watching that race between Winger and Wilson. And heck, yeah, I was. That was a tremendous race uh, that just happened out of Dora. So I guess live review, Matt, live review. Uh, Dirt Lay Model uh, Dream uh, prelim races at Eldora. Dalton Wilson, a uh, big winner there. But uh, yeah, man. Oh, Dalton uh, Wilson won? Yeah, Dalton Wilson won. You're right. Heck yeah. for a second. That's, that's a good bit of momentum swing for that team. Dude, this is a heck of a rambling episode here. So uh, yeah, David pulls off. Patrick oh, we Lane never. goes on to win. Alton <laughs> Rodonis finishes second. Chris Shaw rounds up the top three with Holloway. And how about Rocky Gaswick pulling double duty? Finishes fifth. After starting oh. at the back of the Cruiser Street Stock main event, uh, 602 mods, Donovan Action Jackson, who wins in two weeks, he'll go to Victor Lynn in the number 93. Dustin Watkins, second, and Jonathan Hux rounds out the top three. SCDRA main event, Derek Kemper over Jason Brown and Kyle Jinks. And Powder Puffs round out the night, Tanya Jordan, victory over Miss Lindsay Richardson and Lisa Kemper. Matt, do you have something to add there? I was going to say, we never. Uh, made our picks for for the finish of the dream. Finish of the dream. I don't. I, I I'm gonna go out of hopes here, and I hope that Carson Ferguson wins. All right. You said three drivers, right? Go ahead and pick three, and then I'll pick two more. All right. I'm gonna go with Hudson, right? Uh, Madden, dang it, and Chris Ferguson. So Hudson, Madden, Chris Ferguson, and then I'll take just three random jabernies because you're probably right. Uh, I'll take I'll, t- I'll tell you what I'll take Carson I'll take Brandon Overton and uh, just one more random person whoever you feel like giving me because I, um Dale uh, McDowell yeah yeah, d- d- oh, yeah Dale McDowell yeah it could be Dale McDowell I'll take I'll put it for Dale McDowell there I think Dale will have a uh, a good run here for these last oh, seventy our picks left. just zigzag <laughs> right exactly that's what I, t- I told you like I want to take everybody somebody in the top ten because uh, the rest of them you know could have already been a lap down I'm not sure oh Dalton and any of them can win. I dude, that that's a big thing to win at Eldor, dude. I, I'm it not is. gonna lie. That, yeah. That's a big deal. It yeah. don't matter what race it is. <laughs> TD live reacts here on the podcast is Dalton Wilson uh, crying. Uh, again, it's Wednesday night right now. Dalton Wilson crying to Victor Lennon Eldor. A great win for that young man uh, after finally getting that done. So let's try to stay on track here, Matt. We've got. Um, a couple more reviews to go. Philip Knight Memorial at Lancaster. Uh, they ran a bunch of classes. Brent Hodges wins the Renegade main event over Artie Brownell and Steve Henson. Uh, the Vintage main event came out next. Chris Fincher over Sean Mangum and Johnny Starkey. Thunder Bombers went next with Benji Knight taking the victory over Jonathan Henson. Hunter Thunderbird round out the top three there. Uh, limited late model main event, Timbo Mangum over Kevin Godwin and Andrew Baker. Great Sportsman came out next with Richard Montgomery beating Justin Fight and Tyler Beam, the top three. SCDRA saw old Chris Baker in fireball go to victory lane in the number five car. Chris, his first official win of the year after being thrown out about 25 times. So congrats <laughs> to Chris Baker, Dan Benson second. And Skeeter on third. Powderpuff main event. Savannah Parker wins over Brittany McAteer and Morgan Milstead. Uh, Matt, but while I'm searching up a couple more tracks to talk about, uh, we, we had some pretty cool stuff go on last night as well. TDTV is back and better than ever, is it not? Oh, yeah. I, I feel a little bit more confident, you know, talking about dirt racing uh, over asphalt because it, it's a little bit more natural. I, I know it a little more. Um, not much, but a little more, <laughs> um, but 
you know, it's it's real fun. It, it's definitely a lot more fast paced. I I didn't realize how fast paced dirt racing is from from a um a commentating point of view. Right, yeah, it really is. And of course, uh, Matt and I took over uh Tuesday portion of the DOB season as well as the Thursday portion, which will come up on the TDTV YouTube channel uh tomorrow evening or actually tonight as you're listening to this. The only on unfortunate thing about this gig we got now is um and we didn't know this until yesterday, but uh they run two races a night and I have to wake up at four in the mornings. So uh, and it has four in the morning every morning to run a little bit late for you, yeah. Yeah, so that first race got done at 10.30 last night. Now, I'm probably not going to be able to do it uh, second races, the second race much, but, I mean, I'll do what I can. Right, and, I mean, you pitch in where you can, but hopefully these uh, start, uh, they get a grip on what's going on and they start having them over a little bit sooner. That would be very beneficial, but, again, it's uh, it's DOB, it's the Dirty Old Bastards on iRacing. Uh, they've been a series now for going on probably, you know, oh gosh, what did it be like seven, eight years since Dirt uh, first started on the uh, the iRacing servers. Yeah. And speaking of iRacing, Matt, a uh, new track coming out very, very soon. Have you seen this one? Yeah, you told me about it. Um, so it was Lucas Oil Speedway. It is Lucas Oil Speedway, and it is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it, um... I don't really have much expectation from it. You know how tracks are when they first come out. They can be a little buggy, and they right. got work. I've worked some issues out with it, but you know, I I I don't think it'll top I fifty five in my opinion. I still think that's the best. You think I fifty five is the best track on the yeah. yeah, it's the most. It's the most raciest in my opinion. It, okay, yeah, I'll give you that. It, it's up there as as being one of the most racy tracks. I mean. You can you can have a heck of a race at Knoxville. You can have a heck of a race at Old Dora. You can have oh, yeah. a heck of a race at a lot of other places. But you're you're kind of right there. I fifty five is hands down but, one of the uh, because I mean it's it's not really it's never unless you completely reset the track or set it to like anything below thirty percent. It's not going to be a train race. I mean you're going to have people up top. You're going to have people down at the bottom. Right. And it it just it puts out fun racing. What do you, like, you know what track people port. sleep on like bad? Is that weed sport? Yes, people sleep on weed sport. That turn it's, one can be tough for some people. It, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's the most sumpter like it. track. It's the most sumpter s track on the game, though. Man, that it turn, really is. It it, it it is the way it's shaped. It's turn one's a little bit sharper, but you know than sumpter is. But it kind of turn two kind of swings out like sumpter does. Right, yeah, and and then turns three and four is pretty much identical to Sumter, just kind of generic, you know, D-shaped oval turn three and four. But uh, but anyways, I think that Weed Sport is very, very slept on as far as the iRacing uh, game in itself is like, concerned. Port Royal, it's it's fun to drive on. I I like now, that track. Y'all say it's, y'all say they, it's uh, like updated yet? I I'm not sure. But y'all say it's, came out today, so y'all say it's like Lancaster, and it, it it is around the top all the way around. But as far as like racing goes, it's really a train race because the bottom never really yeah. comes in, and it's just I I don't know. Well, but we, it is fun to drive, though. Yeah, we've got a long way to go in, in experimenting uh, with these tracks this season with uh, 
with D.O.B. and some other stuff. Again, that will be over on the TDTV YouTube channel. Super excited that Chris gave me the opportunity for this one. Uh, but I guess, Matt, let's uh, let's leave the the iRacing alone for a little while and uh, move on topics here. Uh, let's see what what else we got to talk about here tonight, Matt. What what you got on your brain? Let's let's pick Matt Bridges' brain. What we got on Matt's brain tonight? Uh, the Blue Ridge race at Lakeview this weekend. Yes, okay, that's a good one. Blue Ridge coming to Lakeview uh, this coming weekend. That's a that's a good topic change there, Matt President. I'm gonna have to go to you more often, sir. I don't I I don't know if he wants this out there, but I'm not gonna say it. But there's somebody that's you know saying they're going to Lakeview, Ooh. and I'm excited to go help him if he does. Well, so you're you're not gonna spill the beans on that one just yet. No, because so it's it's not Johnny, is it? No, I mean he he will be there. Well, Johnny's that, car will, will Johnny's car be ready yet? Yeah, it's ready. Oh, it we is. Hang, I, I thought that there was some. We, were, uh, we was some hanging on the it. doors on it last night. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Johnny's car is ready. He did have a thing with Willie. He did have a slight hold up. He um bought a new nose and <laughs> they sent him the Evolution Two ears. Right. Everything else is Evolution One. Oh wow. So like oh. the nose, the the valence and all that, or the centerpiece of the nose and the valence and all that was Evolution One, so it didn't work. So he's he's waiting. Um on it was supposed to be shipped out today, he's supposed to come tomorrow. I told him if you know push comes to shove, come grab mine, it's still mounted on the bumper. I mean, we got the same right. bumper, all you got to do is slide it in your car. So Right. Well, I'm I'm taking a look right now at the uh, the Blue Ridge page, um, and they've got a thing up here with Justin Mintz on a flyer. But I don't just. I mean, Justin may come. That, that's a very good possibility. Uh, I'll see. Tommy we'll go over. Confirmed. We need to go over East Lincoln. He was there. Yes, we'll go over East Lincoln in just a minute. Okay. Now that you brought up uh, Blue Ridge, I uh, got a couple other guys here. Let's see who we got here. Nick Rebenu is confirmed. Uh, let's see who else. Kobe Ash is confirmed in the number. I haven't 45. heard that name in dirt late models in forever. He used to race up That's at that, uh, that Dublin track in North Carolina a lot, and then he got in a bad break. Uh, messed up his car pretty good, and hadn't raced late models. Uh, I don't know how long he's been back in it, but cool to see him going. Yeah, I was about to say, good to see him back in it. If he is, I'll see Corey Tart, another name. Kevin Godwin confirmed for Lakeview. Uh, Mark Dicer, Chucky or Chuck Smith, uh, Dylan Watson confirmed. Obviously, Matthew Nance with a bounty on his head. Uh, Scott Shirey confirmed. We'll see if we got any other names. Uh, Robbie Bailey, Banks Johnson. Uh, there's the Marion Madman, Johnny Pridgen, the Dirt Deacon, um, uh, Christian Thomas. Excuse me, I forgot his name for a second. So a lot of good-looking cars uh, confirmed so far for for Blue Ridge, and I, I really like that um, the logo the the. Uh, the logo that they put out just now because we're closing in on October. They're going for the, the breast cancer awareness tough. So, um, yeah, really, really like that from Blue Ridge. Uh, one of my favorite series I work with. They'll actually be here at Sumter in just a couple of months. And, um, yeah, they'll be here at Sumter just a couple of months for the Vernon Gettings Memorial Turkey Day race. Can't wait to have them back in the house again. But like Matt was saying, uh, they were up where, Matt? East Lincoln, I believe? Lincoln, yeah. And I'm going to just say, that Tommy Jones ride... 
That, that ride he's got, that's a slick looking ride. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, it is. He used to have a car that uh, mirrored Matthew Nance's car a couple of years ago. And I guess they uh, they split directions and he's driving his uh, his own colorway now. So it looks pretty darn good. But uh, speaking of Matthew Nance, he won at East Lincoln with the Blue Ridge Outlaw Late Models. Uh, Leadfoot Greg Clark finishes second. Tommy Jones third. Scott Shiari fourth. Mark Dysart rounds out the top five. And... We were talking about uh, Justin Mintz. He finishes, or he, yeah, he finishes the race early. He will finish in the seventeenth spot. So not what you're looking for for Justin Mintz, but still, uh, still one of my favorite guys to watch. And I, I hope to see him at Lakeview this weekend. Especially hope to see him at that Clash race in October here at Sumter, because um, it's my opinion that Justin oh. could easily be a uh, be a contender in that one. Matt, what you got? I'm seeing a name on here I have not seen in forever. Where's that? Finished 15th, 65, Brandon O'Neill. Yeah, bro. Oh, my gosh. Brandon O'Neill, I feel like he might be racing locally now, but I yeah, really haven't is. seen his name hardly anywhere, you know, as of late. Um, There was another race that went on here. I believe... Um. Michael Rouse got a win. Where was that? It was uh, Saturday night. County line, maybe. Yeah, I believe he got a win at County line. If I can pull that on up right here on my handy dandy smartphone. He's got County line locked down like Dustin Mitchell's got like. Oh, you ain't lying, Dustin. Oh my gosh, Michael Rouse has been amazing. I wonder if he's going to be there this week. It's very possible because he usually runs some of the big races at um at you know at Lakeview. So let's see here. That, uh, let's see, the late model main event, they may not have been live on, uh, on race monitor for the feature event, but, uh, their UMP modified winner, uh, was Chris Arnold, Austin Holcomb second, Ryan Toole third, and then that late model race, I know that, uh, Rouse won it, John Eller finished second, I'm not sure what the rest of the field is. I think it was the, the I-95 series, wasn't it? It was, yeah, it was the I-95 series that... I've done a little bit of research about because I, I was thinking that they evolved out of the closure of the the fuel series, another limited late model series that was formed as kind of the um, the five twenty five engine series, and then they started incorporating your bigger uh, your bigger steel block motors and stuff like that, and, and thus birthed the, uh, the steel block uh, the steel block challenge. I ninety five late model challenge. Yeah, the, the well, yeah, you got your I-95 late model challenge, but I'm talking about out of the the wake of both of those, out of the wake of fuel, kind of you know dying down a little bit. Uh, steel uh, you Bandits meant, were born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the Steel Bot Bandits. Kind of makes the names there. Yeah, no, whatever, man, whatever. They they both got challenged there somewhere. Um, but yeah, you had that series born. I-95 is born this year, and both running some really clean, really good uh, limited late model races. So uh, uh, I got the results. Michael Rouse won. Um, H. Bailey finished second. John Eller finished third. So John J. Radford, finished third, okay. Finished, J. Radford finished fourth. Uh, and uh, I think it's Michael Bassett, something like that. Yeah, Michael Bassett, okay. Fifth. A uh, few more names. Sean Harrell finished sixth. Dustin Mitchell. Wow. Dustin Mitchell finished eighth. Um, wow. Mm, he might, he might, that might have been a test session for his new car. Yeah. I don't know, uh, but Christian Thomas finished 12th. Mm. Michael Batten finished 15th. Um, and that's all the names I recognize throughout the field. Uh, 
E. Mills. I wonder if that's Trey Mills. That's got to be Trey. Was it a 14 car? I don't know, but it just says he finished 13th. Well, should be Trey Mills, but it, it could have been anybody. Um, but, Matt, it, we've, we've made our picks for the Dirt League Model Dream. At this point in the show, uh, we're going to go silent for a little while, watch this Dirt League Model Dream, and we're going to finish this episode out with a bit of a review of uh, the rerun of June, supposed to be now September's, uh, Dirt Late Model Dream. So we'll be right back with you guys. So Matt and I are back here. The 28th annual Dirt Late Model Dream just concluded. And it was, man, I think they restarted with 86 laps to go, of course, back in uh, June. They started this race, ran the first, uh, what, 13, 14 laps before uh, it started raining there, and they had to... uh, had to call it. They moved it back to the start of the World 100 week, which was tonight here on Wednesday, uh, September 7th. So the Dirtly Model Dream restarted here with 86 to go. And Matt Scott Bloomquist uh, was late to the uh, grid there. He was denied entry to the racetrack and not allowed to start this one. Yeah, that was unfortunate, man, because like you said, he was running in the top 10 um, back in, I guess it was June. Yeah, it was. But- uh, you hate to see that. Not me being a big Scotty B fan. It, I was really upset, but yeah, well, yeah Scotty B. I haven't time. even seen. I haven't even seen Scotty B run since Eldora. Has he been racing at all that you've seen? Nah, not not that I've I, seen. I don't. I don't think he's running anything. But the big boy races nowadays. He, you know, he could be running a little bit with the the XR stuff. And uh, speaking of XR, complete side note. Did you see the breaking news come out today that um. And I kind of, I kind of figured this would happen after how good, a how good the uh, the asphalt event with went, and b um, how bad it would be to try and put dirt on that track this quickly. But the uh, the October event at North Wilkesboro is no more. XR have canceled. Um, yeah, I heard the, about that. They have canceled the dirt event at North Wilkesboro, which, in my opinion, is the right call for. But some of these series that were planning on ending their season there. Um, this could get very, very hairy, especially, you know, your steel block bandits were going to end there. Blue Ridge was going to run one of their last races of the season there. Um, and there was a couple others. So not sure what those series are going to, you know, regain plan out for the rest of their uh, season. But yeah, North Wilkesboro has shut down, uh, that dirt event coming up in October. So that is no more. And what happens with tickets that are pre-purchased? Not sure, but Again, you know, right after that time, you've got uh, both your Charlotte events. You got all kinds of cool stuff to go uh, watch in the area as well. So, yeah, Scotty B denied entry uh, onto the track so, for being uh, late. Before to Before we go back to that race, I, I want to th- that cousin Johnny was uh, talking about going up there until he realized how big the track actually is, and that was one thing I I thought about. Yeah, it's and, a bit uh, bigger than a half a mile, isn't it? it? What? Yeah, it's a five eighths, and what people don't realize compared to other NASCAR tracks, yeah. North Wilkesboro is a small track. Right. But compared to what compared dirt to dirt tracks, it's that's a huge track. Yeah, man. It's it's absolutely I, I bonkers. Remember, I remember a while back I looked up what's the fastest speed ever in a dirt late model, and I think it was like right. 178 miles per hour by what? Eight. Yeah, I wanna say um say it was uh oh man, who was it? You say a hundred and seventy? Might have been. It might have been Dale McDowell. Yeah, dude. It's the gold. I think it was the old Golden Isles or something like that. It was. Oh a five yeah, eight. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was five eights. 
Yeah. And it was black uh, and it was gumbo. <laughs> 178 miles per yeah, hour in a late model. model. That is absolutely bonkers. insane. Dude, that's freaking, that's nucked futch right there, son. But uh, we saw some sick new raps at the start of this one. Uh, oh, out, man. Uh, Brandon Overton's new rap. I absolutely love it. It it looks like a classic, you know, style on a race car. Love it. Hudson and it O'Neal. looks like an orange <laughs> on the Philippines. Well, it does. Uh, yeah, I'm I don't know what the company that is, but I, I thought it was an orange orange. I thought it might have been an inside joke. Halfway through the race, the this man this man asked me, "What's with the orange M and M on the front of Brandon's car? Like it's it not an M M&M, and but looks like an orange M M&M. and M. It honestly does. It kind of does. I'll give that to you. But uh, another cool rap was Hudson O'Neill. He pulled out a, a tribute to his grandfather car, and hopefully, it's not too beat up for. Uh, the rest of the week's events, I believe Bobby Pierce has the the Wonder Bread theme, Ricky Bobby Pierce car. That one's sick. Uh, obviously, Fergie was. brought yeah, yeah, it was obviously Fergie brought back out the silver car that he debuted at the Eldor Million. Um, I call it the Millie car. The Millie, the Millie, the Millie Vanilli car, baby. Um, but uh, Chris unfortunately had some bad luck. Just one lap into the restart, he got tangled up with yeah. Kyle Strickler, I think. Um, gets tangled up with Kyle Strickland and a couple other cars, and hard into the wall goes old Fergie time, and his night what was I done think tons happened, of damage. What I think happened is Chris Ferguson expected Kyle Strickler to go all the way up to the wall, and when right. he didn't, he just locked he the brakes up. Yeah. And once you lock those, if you got a lot of rear brakes set in them cars, it once you lock them up, that tail end's going to come sliding around. There ain't nothing you can do about it. That, yeah, that's exactly right, and unfortunately for Chris there, super, super cool guy. I really hate that uh, his night ended that way, but hopefully uh, the team's either got the backup car or got all the necessities to repair uh, the silver car for the World 100, which starts uh, tomorrow on Thursday, um, which is probably as you're listening to this episode. Um, so on the restart right after that, Hudson O'Neill uh, took the lead from Chris Madden. Um yeah, Madden was leading at the time, right? Yeah, Chris Madden yeah. Uh, was leading. Hudson O'Neill takes the lead for just a second. Madden gets it right back, and then, Matt, we saw some hard chargers start coming through the field. Of course, uh, Brandon Overton rode around in third for a little while, passed around Hudson O'Neill as O'Neill started to fall back towards the wayside. You had um, your one car of Brandon Shepard start working his way through the field. The big one, from though, 14th. Yeah, from 14th. The big one was from 20th, however, as uh, old Jonathan Davenport. Uh, starts making his way through the field, and he would get all the way up into the top 10 by about the 60-lap-to-go margin. And at that point, it looked like uh, nobody was touching Chris Madden whatsoever at all. Chris Madden was leaps and bounds above the field. About a half a straightaway. Yeah, about a half a straightaway. And by this time, um, Brandon Overton had gotten around Hudson O'Neill and continued on in the second spot. And, and you had Spencer Rice battling top three. Uh, you had, I believe, Kyle Bronson was up there at one point. Uh, Tim McCready would then emerge into the top five with about 50 to go. And then it was just a, a, a chance to cut laps for these guys as they would work themselves all the way down to, what, what did we have, Matt, about eight laps to go there? Um, and nine laps to go. And the caution would finally wave. It was a big, big pileup over in turns one and two between uh, Bobby Pierce Hudson O'Neill, unfortunately, I believe Devin, Devin Moran called a small piece 
Um, uh, Devin Moran, he blew his tire. That's right. He went Devin down Moran, in a, yep. He went down into turn one. He blew his right front tire, and when he when that happened, he shot up. Uh, he got into the back end of Hudson O'Neill. I don't think right. his car is that bad. No. But got in it, Hudson. Hudson hit the wall a little bit, and um, Bobby Pierce had nowhere to go and just stuffed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Decided Devin Moran. Yeah, that's right. You, you were telling me. Um, you were telling me correctly. As I went back and looked at it there, it was, yeah, Moran on the bottom. And I believe they said on the, the broadcast there that uh popped a right front tire. So strange thing to pop, but uh, I've seen crazier happen on a racetrack. And then, Matt, we had a restart. And uh, I guess one of my picks came through for me because this was the restart of a lifetime for, for the Georgia boy, uh, Mr. Brandon Overton, as he was able to coast around Chris Madden on the restart. Mm-hmm. And uh, Madden would later say in his interview that he had um, he had a, 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 a plug wire come undone. He was running on seven cylinders for a majority of the, the last half of that race. So, uh, But, hey, he, he held him off as best he could, still stayed right there with him for the last uh, five or six laps. But uh, all in all, Matt, three in a row, the first driver to ever win three in a row in the, uh, in the dirt late model dream was the man himself. Brandon Overton, and for me, this kind of reestablishes him in like the top five situation as yeah. far as late model drivers go. Do, do you agree with me there? Yeah, I, I, I'd say he's up there. I mean, he, he's obvious. He was obviously, you know, in the top ten. He's had a rocky season, but with this win right here, that you know, moves him back up. Hey, moves him back up, and it makes him one hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars richer. So. uh you can't be mad about that whatsoever. Madden second. Old uh, T-Mac makes it a an all-southeast top three. Of course, Tim from uh, from New York, but now lives in North Carolina. Then Davenport puts another southeastern driver in the top five. He'll finish fourth. And uh, Brandon Shepard, the old Illini, finishes in the fifth spot. How about Dale McDowell, Matt? Dale McDowell finished sixth in this race. So a great run for McDowell. Kyle Strickler, seventh. Uh, Josh Ryan holds on for eighth, Brian Shirley ninth, and Kyle Bronson rounds out the top ten over at Eldora. Overton, a heck of an yeah. interview when he won, too. Heck before, of an interview. Before that caution came out, um, Chris Madden was about working on lapping Kyle Strickland. Right, yeah. Uh, I mean, well, he was working on lapping eight. Who was Kyle Strickland at the point, yeah. A lot of, yeah, man, a, a lot of lap cars, um, but it's it's... It's crazy how the cookie crumbles sometimes because, you know, Madden uh, can't get the monkey off his back right now at these big races and uh, has well, that you heard in his plug wire post- come off. Yeah, I was about to say, you heard in his plug wire come off. Yeah, his, his plug wire come off running on seven cylinders that he and- passed up <laughs> by Brandon on the restart. A perfect imitation of a skipping motor, should I say. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. He hit the <laughs> on the head. <laughs> This man says, hey, I just went to the corner, and all of a sudden, it's going... <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> oh, man. Chris Madden's a funny guy. So was Brandon. Um, of course, I've met Brandon a few times. Super cool guy. And the way he talked in his interview, that's exactly how he is in real life. He's as country as it gets, and I absolutely love it. But, uh, yeah, that was your review of the 20th Annual Dirt Late Model Dream. And, uh, man, unless we got something else to add, I believe that's going to wrap up the program here tonight. Yeah, I'm, I think that's pretty much it. I don't have nothing else on my mind. Hey, well, I guess that's going to bring it into it. Make sure that you guys check us out on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Talking Dirt. Check us out 
on YouTube as well. The brand new Talking Dirt TV will be live uh, tonight as you're listening to this on Thursday. Uh, check out YouTube.com forward slash Wicked Fabrication uh, for hopefully brand new videos coming very soon once again. Check out Matt at Facebook.com forward slash Matt Perigen Racing. Go ahead and leave a review on this episode here. Give us five stars over on iTunes or Spotify and I guess it's time for Matt Bridge and I've been Ryan Williams, and we'll see you in episode number 22 of your weekly racing podcast, the Talking Dirt Podcast. Later.